I've got three decisions that every great IEP team needs to make. I can guarantee you that these three decisions can truly change the entire atmosphere at an IEP meeting. It can change the future of a child who has an IEP. For those of you that don't know, I'm Katherine Witcher. I'm founder of the Master IEP Coach Mentorship, and I love to help parents and teachers work together through the IEP process to build IEPs that work in the real world. The entire purpose of an IEP is not just to provide an appropriate education for each child who has an IEP, but also to meet a child's unique needs and prepare them for further education, employment, and independent living. That takes a lot of work. That's why you're all so tired. So let me give you three things that aren't going to add pressure onto your list. They're actually going to help you simplify what can happen next. So let's jump right in. Number one. An IEP team needs to decide to prioritize what goes into the IEP. If you just went, yeah, I know, I'm trying all the time to figure out what needs to go in there. But you have to make a decision that not everything is going to go into the IEP. Not everything that a child needs to be prepared for further education, employment, and independent living. Not everything can fit into an IEP. A child's only in school for so many hours. There's only so much time that we can implement, you know, IEP minutes into a child's day. So we have this limited time at school and we have to prioritize what is going to have the most impact, both short-term and long-term. And how we decide that is really important. It's important for an IEP team to make the decision to prioritize by taking in multiple data points and multiple perspectives, which means that things like a parent input statement, a parent vision statement, parent educational concerns, whatever you want to call it. Okay, first of all, I'm going to tell you, no matter what state you're in, that section exists and it needs to be magnified within the IEP process because the parent perspective is so very important, not just because of what's happening right now in the child's life, but they're the ones who are going to be making decisions long-term. So you have got to learn how to create a fantastic parent input statement. That's another topic for another day, but just know it should exist. So if we're taking in the parent perspective and we're taking in the current data and we're taking in what the school is legally obligated to do when it comes to curriculum and um, meeting state standards and, and all the things that teachers and administrators have to deal with. When we take all of these things and we put it together and we have the child and we have the parent and then we have the, the school team and we put all that together, we can start to prioritize what is going to have a domino effect, meaning how am I going to prioritize what goes into this IEP so I can maximize the time in the child's school day and get the most benefit so when they learn this skill, then naturally the next skill is going to happen. So you have to make a decision to prioritize and just accept that not everything is going to go in there and you have to decide how are you going to make this a priority? What information are you going to use? Number two, the second thing that you have to do, if you're going to have a great IEP team, is you have to have an accountability plan. Who's ever walked out of an IEP meeting and went, that was great. And then like 90 days later, you're like, who's doing this? What's going on? I don't really even know what's happening. And I'm not just talking about parents. I'm talking about teachers too. All right. Everybody has felt that. Let's decide not to feel that again. Let's decide that when you go to the next IEP meeting, that you're going to be very clear, not only what your role is, but what other people are going to be doing to make sure that this IEP comes together. So this accountability piece, it's so much more than just saying like, well, here's a speech goal and the speech therapist is in charge of taking data. 
you know, in addition to speech, there's most likely some visual schedules or some uh, different types of materials or books or things that need to, you know, happen to ensure that the speech therapy is effective or that it's being generalized throughout the entire school community. There are other things beyond just gold data that require accountability. We need an accountability plan. Parents have accountability. Teachers have accountability. Therapists have accountability. Admins have accountability. Everybody has accountability. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And then saying like, okay, who's doing what? And then writing it down, write it down, write down the accountability plan. Don't leave the IEP table without that. I would rather have five things decided on at the IEP table with a really strong accountability plan than 10 things just kind of verbally said like, yes, we're all going to do this. And then walk out of the room and have no idea what's going to happen. Take the time to build the accountability plan. Third thing, every great IEP team makes the decision to report to each other early and often. Here's what this means. You are not waiting till the progress report. You're not waiting till the annual review. You are not waiting till the deadline to communicate what is happening, not just in the IEP, but throughout the child's school day. There are things that come up outside of the IEP, right? Yeah, that's part of what makes the IEP so difficult is that it can only hold so much and there's so much other stuff that's happening. So how are you going to decide to report to each other that positive feedback, that constructive criticism, that data for the IEP goal before you realize the whole semester went by and whoops, this is not working. How are you going to report that things are going well and we need to move on to something else or that priorities have changed? So reporting early and often means not waiting for the deadline, reporting on things that are in the IEP and also reporting on things to each other. And notice, I'm not just saying communicating because communicating, hey, what's up? Yeah, Johnny had a great day at school today. That's communication. I'm talking about actually reporting like, hey, let's sit down and talk about what's happening. Like, let's, let's, let's do a little report back and forth of what's going on. And again, it includes positive. It includes negative. It can include constructive criticism. It can include progress. It can include like, oh, things have been overwhelming. We haven't gotten to this goal yet. That's not good. What are we going to do next? This open and honest communication in a form of reporting back and forth, more of a formal conversation than just, hey, I checked in with them, is really key to an IEP team not feeling the pressure of an annual meeting with a bunch of surprises of what's really going on. And it's more than just that, hey, how you doing and passing it, you know, uh, in between classes, whether it's staff that's talking in between classes or it's parents who are talking through the carpool line. It's more than that. Those things are important too. But if you put more formal kind of reporting conversations, what I'm calling it reporting, because I just don't want the, the check-in. If you put more of that in there, some of you just went, oh my gosh, but then that's more work. No, actually it's less work in the long run. Because those hours and hours and hours and those tears that you've cried and that exhaustion that you felt and that overwhelm that steals your day, these three things help you eliminate. Doing a little bit of reporting early and often and not having to go, oh man, I didn't even catch this and nine months went by and now how am I going to spin this information? And that, again, I'm not talking specifically about teachers or parents. That's that's everybody at the IEP table has had something kind of slip by that we didn't pay attention to, that we decided somehow at some point that it was really important, but then it wasn't. 
you know what, maybe it was something that could have been taken off the to-do list because it wasn't important because it was a priority and then it was not a priority. But if we would have communicated, then we could have taken it off. There's so many different ways that this plays out in a way where it ends up being less work. So I want to encourage you, take these three steps starting now. So make the decision to prioritize. Come up with the accountability plan before you leave the IEP table and decide to report early and often with your IEP team. Those three things are a game changer in your IEP process. I want to encourage you that if you want to be a change maker at the IEP table, you want to be the idea bringer, solution finder, and team builder, that you head over to masteriepcoach.com. Right now, we have several different things that are happening for those that want to become a master IEP coach. Master IEP coaches, they do a lot of different things. Sometimes master IP coaches are teachers and they want to stay in their role, but they want to get really, really good and maybe get a promotion or some additional kind of leadership within their school system. Master IP coaches are also parents who want to be the leader at their child's IEP table. Sometimes master IP coaches want to help other people. They want to create some income by becoming a special education consultant, or they want to become a speaker. Or they want to sit at IEP tables helping others, parents and teachers, build IEPs that work. I show you how to do all of that inside of the Master IEP Coach Mentorship. You can see that at masteriepcoach.com. We even have opportunities for you to learn online 100% because, hello, you have a busy schedule. Or if you're like, mm -hmm, I can hop on a plane and leave for a weekend and go learn about IEPs and figure out how to become an I, a Master IEP Coach and, and make a difference. We've got live conferences that are happening around the country. Our next one is in Milwaukee in July. It's amazing. I'm going to take you guys on a, a cruise boat to the down the river, Milwaukee River, into Lake Michigan and have a tag of bar. We're going to talk IEPs. We're going to learn about how to build a business that employs adults with disabilities. We're going to have author Kate Sweats in there. We're going to talk about IEP process, of course. We're talking about what you want to do as a master IP coach. There's so many different ways that you can learn, engage, and use your skills in special education to create change and get paid for your expertise, whether that's staying in your current role or it's moving into a different role. Again, I'd love to see you over at masteriepcoach.com. Remember, take those three steps, change the direction of your IEP team. You can do this. You got it.